podcast. Hello, everybody, and how are you doing? I give you a pause there so you can answer. Um, well, hopefully, if not, what's what's up? Let me know your problems. I'll I'll offer an agony ant service, where if you have any issues, you can just come to me, and I will will answer them for you. Um, I'll start off with my own issues. First of all, um. I am recording this podcast this week. This is the second time now because I recorded there for about 10 minutes and hadn't even realised that I had used my big fat chin and muted the mic. So I'm just chatting away, giving you some real gold, real podcast gold, just spilling my feelings, giving some insight into the world of stand-up, whatever, my just my life. And all of that's just gone into the ether forever because of my chins hitting the mute button on the microphone. So sorry, um, I don't know if I'll be able to recreate the energy or recreate the, the magic that just passed there. But hey, I can only but try, do you know? That's what it's all about, effort. And then hopefully we'll, we'll get there. It, it is a struggle with effort at the minute because... For the first time in the 16 weeks of doing the podcast, I am hungover. Yeah, you heard that right. I have a hangover today. I went drinking last night for like the first time in months. Um, obviously with having the baby and that, it's been difficult to get out. But last night we got a babysitter we went out for a date. Myself, my girlfriend, slash fiancé, whatever you want to say. I prefer to say girlfriend because I think fiancé sounds like kind of pompous or something. Just seeing my fiancé, as if to say, we're very special. Well, although it is kind of special, it's just a, a weird term and I don't like using it. So for the, for the context of this, I'll just refer to Catherine as my girlfriend. But anyway, we went out for a really nice meal last night and left baby Holly with her grandparents and I had a great time I had literally three, they were big but three glasses of wine and a pint and given the fact that I have not been drinking in months, I was blocked like, I was at level of drunk where you would think it was a good idea to just steal a car <laughs> just knock the window in, steal it drive it up the road, set it on fire, and go, ha, it's blocked. The good old days, eh? But, now we had a great night. Um, went for a nice meal, had the, had those drinks, and then just have been so hungover today. I think that that's been coupled with a few things. I think it's not just the fact that I'm a lightweight, because you're probably looking at me going, a man of your stature should be able to drink three, four kegs of beer, let alone glasses of wine, you know, because I am a I am a bulky Hulk, a sexy bulky Hulk, and that's you know that's fair enough. But no, I was struggling last night. I'm putting it down to the fact I've not been getting much sleep, and I've been in the middle of this stinking gym routine, which has got to be done because obviously I've talked about having a fiance. That means you're getting married, which means you need to look sweet. And at the moment, I don't. So I've been getting like four hours sleep because of the baby and then training hard in the gym during the, the days and then last night went out and just drank and it's a bad mix. I had to get up during the night and sort the baby and I was buzzed. I was like, oh, this is dangerous. Going down the stairs, holding her with one hand. 
Um, like oh, I feel like maybe I could drop her here. Not like I was considering it, but it's a possibility because I'm not hundred percent here. Also, I was holding her solely by her left leg, upside down, and swinging her like a pendulum, singing Soundgarden. Um, but yeah, we got down, fed her, and sorted out everything. Had to get up first thing this morning, get her to an open clinic because she's a wee cough. Obviously, I don't know too much about babies health so if there's a baby's cough you got to get that shit seen too there's no point in going actually ah, dead on because she's a wee baby she can't express it herself you have to look after her so I brought her to the doctor sat there for an eternity to be told I ah, spot on I go fuck not that I want anything to be wrong with her but I kind of knew there wasn't but it's, it's better for peace of mind so we did that just got the all clear thank goodness for that and then went did a bit of shopping as exciting as it sounds and then I thought I'd get home and literally go went down for a nap at about 12 next thing you know it's half five dinner time and big man's just woken up like oh shit where did my day go fucked absolutely wrecked shattered trying to cope with it all but up until that point I think I've been doing great you know like I've been functioning and lack of sleep you sort of become accustomed to it and like think to yourself what like you may be asleep for three hours but if you're asleep for three hours that means your day's 21 hours long do you know when everyone keeps saying um on social media i've seen loads of these posts now always women posting this always and it's always women like who um don't really aren't maybe i don't i don't want to cause controversy here but it's never women who do a great deal you know it's either people that are like on the dole or like working as like nightclub hosts or something saying stuff like if the same amount of my daughters in the day is Beyonce which is true but does Beyonce stay awake for 21 hours like me nah that bitch sleeps I'm sure she sleeps because she does all her exercise and stuff and would need a rest but not me I just need three hours kip and I'm and I'm good. I'm functionable. This juggernaut only needs a slight boost of energy. Like I'm like a tank. It's powered with electric. It shouldn't work, but it does. So my three hours sleep worked with my inti- intense gym routine, and then coupled with getting blocked hasn't paid off too well. And I was close to wavering on the old diet today as well because of last night drinking and the first thing I wanted my hangover cure is a subway if, I'm, if I've got a hangover I just get myself the subway footlong Italian herbs and cheese mm-mm chicken and bacon ranch yes please double cheese lettuce onions southwest sauce get in my belly tag that up with a cheesy bag of Doritos and a mountain dew and that's how I get ready and ready for the day ahead if I'm hungover but today I had Nothing. I had no breakfast. I had nothing. I did nothing. Neat. <laughs> I uh, had nothing because just up, showered, and I was in that, that sort of zombie sleep where you're awake but you're asleep, showering. I like, get her to doctors on and went, and then by the time I got home, um, I missed breakfast, so I ended up having, uh, albeit it was quite nice breakfast, a Slimming World fry. Which, yeah, you heard right, Slimming World. You, you boy. <laughs> He's on Slimming World. I'm trying it for a week. Um, I did my own diet last week, which, to be fair, worked pretty well. Um, I had mainly just broccoli, 
courgette and chicken was basically it and amongst all that training but after that week I was sort of convinced to try Slimming World because I don't I can't make sense of Slimming World it's uh, an area that baffles me it's like you're seeing people just eating normal shit what are you having I'm just having some chips and lasagna alright and you lose some weight yep absolutely lost four pounds last week just eating chips and lasagna Oh, okay, you take it, you can't have any, like, treats. Oh, no, I drink hot chocolate and eat Freddo's all day. And then I'm like, how the... Because f- it's not sin, do you know? And I'm like, I, I, I wasn't morally judging you. Um, and she's like, no, I'm, I don't think. I didn't mean, like, moral. I meant that's what we call it, sins here. You can have, like, 15 sins a day if you're a woman, 20 if you're a man. Thought, okay, this sounds too good to be true, so I'll give it a go. So I've been doing Slim World and I have lost a bit of weight using it, albeit I'm training like a monster as well. But on Slim World you can eat fries apparently, albeit the ingredients aren't as good as what they normally be. And I'm a big fan of a fry. Like a fry would be my favourite meal. Like if I were going to the uh, electric chair, I'd be like... Give give me a fry. That's what I want before I die. A fry, and I'm also going into Doctor Zeus there. See, before I die, I would like a fry. Put a needle in my eye and remove my sty. Yeah, but I had a some world fry, which is it feels like you're getting something, although it's not as nice as normal fries. There's no bread, so I had <coughs> these like vegan, not vegan because they're meat dickhead. Um, I had these like low fat, um. Gluten free, that's what they were Sausages, which were alright And then had a couple of bits of bacon Without the fat on it And then had some poached eggs and mushrooms And then like a measured amount of Tomato ketchup Like enough to just have an effect On one sausage Not, It's not going to go the distance It's not going to do three sausages It's only going to do the one Like a high class Male rent boy Only does one sausage Per day, but it did me, and it was grand. And then by that stage, I had had no breakfast. I had that for my lunch, and then for dinner, I had <laughs> there you have it, lasagna and chips. <laughs> except it was except it was slim and world lasagna, which means it's kind of like all the ingredients in a normal lasagna, which are great, but a shitter equivalent. So you have like instead of a normal lasagna, you'd have like minced meat. I had corn mince instead of like. The nice, the delicious cheddar cheese. I had like cork and a drizzle of mozzarella, and then they make it worse too. Rather than just having like the, that and a bit of red wine or whatever in the regular lasagna seasoning and whatnot, big fucking aubergine cut in mine. It's like all an aubergine. Like what? What is the like? The only benefit I know of an aubergine is that it's a sweet emoji to signify dicks. You know, like the emoji in, or the. Aubergine in real life is just not nice. It's wet. It's waterlogged. You chew it. It's gross. There's no flavour to it. It's just like a. It's how I imagine like one of those wee fat maggots and I'm a celebrity would taste like. You just have it's soft, but then it's like really wet. Sick. So I had that and it was all right. It just bores me. I'd rather eat loads of food, like loads of chicken and loads of veg, and at least feel full than eating. Like a, a measured amount of something that's quite nice. And I don't know where the benefit in it comes or where the like maths behind the weight loss is. Because 
they're saying like how it works I think is you have to eat a certain amount of different types of if you want to use the term macros I guess macros whether it's like carbs and proteins and whatnot. that's how I'm used to be going on I just cut out the carbs eat as much protein as I want as much vegetables as I want and maybe cut out um, and, eat, and eat healthy fats whereas this seems to just be like the opposite I haven't found myself being too exhausted or anything apart from the fact that I've been doing all the the drinking last night other than that you know during the week in general I felt okay I've been sleeping fine and it's been grand but the proof will be in the pudding when I get on the scales on Sunday and see what the what the damage is I've lost a, a bit of weight the first week and I'm hoping to lose more this week if Slimming World's had a real good effect on me I'll keep it up next week if not it's back to chicken and broccoli Mm-mm-mm. because I've been training hard too that's been the the main bit of it because obviously I want to lose weight I just want to lose pure body fat I don't want to lose any muscle I want to be jacked a muscular powerful hunky bear is what I want to end up as albeit I'm a big bear at the minute anyway but I'm more of a cuddle bear you know more of a cuddly like the sort of bear that you'd be like mm, I would just like see him I just love to come watch a wee movie with him and then just snuggle up to him rather than the bear just like I'd like to come on him you know, there's a difference. I want to be the sexy bear, the sex bear, rather than the cuddle bear. And it's 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 tough. I'm hoping the plan is um, a, a, a wedding to go to in March. So the plan is we'll lose three stone by then. I'll be very sexy. And then by my own wedding in November, I'll hopefully have lost five pounds or five stone. That's the target. Sounds big weight, but when you are big weight, it's not that much. You know, I'll still probably, if I lost... Five stone be heavier than most people, and yeah, I probably look. I, I don't look. I don't think horrendous at the minute. Yeah, I look overweight, but I don't think I look. I don't think you'd stop in the street and go, "Oh Jesus Christ, that man's a that man's a Snickers away from a heart attack." You know, I think you probably look at me and go, "Big man could lose a few pounds, but not like oh my goodness." You wouldn't stop and go, "Oh my God, this guy needs help. He needs an intervention." But you know, there's some people that you look at and go, whoa. And like, I'm probably going to offend a few people here, but there's got to be a limit. Like, I've got to my point where I go, I need to lose weight. But there are people that are way fatter than I am and they just keep going. Whether that's they don't have the desire to do it, they don't have the mindset to do it, maybe, or, or else they're suffering from some issues themselves, like depression, which you can understand. But someone, if, if they are in that situation, someone just needs to pull it up and say, look, you put it on, it can come off. You know, Save yourself, get yourself in shape, be healthy. Because that's the, the, the aspect that I'm really looking at now is the health side of things. Because growing up, I was big into my training when I was younger. I'm actually a qualified personal trainer, believe it or not. There's something weird for you. So a weird sentence you would never thought that I would say, but it's true. And... There's always a way to help people, and I just think that if you need, if you want to lose weight, you can, but you need to be dedicated to it, and you need to have help from people. Like, you need to have support of the person you live with, because whenever Catherine was pregnant and she was eating all the crap of the day, it was much easier for me to eat all the crap of the day. Now she's being healthy, it's easier for me to be healthy, and I think if you need to either, if you're living with somebody, if you're on your own, sweet, you just need to be disciplined to yourself, you just have to set your goals and targets and manage that yourself along the way there'll be bumps but try and be consistent throughout whereas if you're with someone 
and you're living with them and you're in a relationship, they'll be like, what if they go, mm, want to go out for dinner? You go, ah, okay, sounds like a good idea. And you're tempted to do it, and that's what happened during the pregnancy. Oh, I want some ice cream. I'll have some ice cream. Oh, I'd like a, a Freddo. Oh, I'll have a Freddo. Hot chocolate and mm, in. Cafe mods. Let's go. Grab your coat. Whereas now it's more like I go to reach for something. She's like, ah, ah, ah. Don't think so. I actually heard her talking to the baby the other day. Like, I was in the kitchen. I think throwing my, my supplements together for the gym. And I heard her say to the baby. <laughs> she's a bitch, by the way. This is so mean. She goes, your daddy's going to the gym now. I thought, yes, it's good. You tell her. I'm going to pump up. I'm going to sculpt my physique. I'm going to be coming in the gym. It's incredible. She goes, your daddy's going to the gym. So as he doesn't die. Mm. You think I'm that bad that I, if I don't die, will die? Sly? Possibly accurate, but sly. So she's telling my five-week-old baby that I'm going to die unless I get pumped up. And there's another thing, five weeks old. Where's that time go, eh? Flies by. Which is great, because it means I've been off work for five weeks. Huh. And I don't want to go back. I've got really into this whole just being a stay-at-home dad stuff. It's great. Stay-at-home, get to, to write my wee comedy jokes and all. And do material, write. I'm writing a lot at the minute. And I'm, I'm, I have an idea for a sitcom, which I think is really good, I'm sure. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm writing sitcoms about this, right? And you go, probably load of balls. I think this stuff I'm writing at the minute is really good. I think it's about a topic that people will relate to. So fingers crossed they get the finger out the old anus and get it. Get done. Done. And then we'll be be flying on that. I've got a taster already written and uh, we're hopefully getting a film next week. So you'll have an idea. Of what it'll be. And I can show the people. They'll be like, look, do you want to commission this? They'll give me some sweet coin. Do you want to provide for my family so I don't have to go back to the real job, huh? Sadly, I'm stuck in the real job for a while. I'm looking to move house too. So, no escape there. But unless I get a big money offer for something. Which is hard to see coming in the environment we're in now. But hey, who knows? I keep working at it. And that's the main thing too. This is like the aim for this podcast today, guys. The message is, guys, just keep working at stuff. You want to lose weight? Work at it. If you want to get somewhere in your career, work at it. You know? That's what I'm trying to do. Um, If you follow me on, like, my comedy pages or whatever, or on social media, notice on Facebook, I've put a couple of videos up over the last few weeks. I did one last week, a fitness character, um, Jim North, Jim the Pride of the North North, who's... Just behind his character is he's just an old school fitness trainer who is ignorant to modern techniques, thinks he knows it all, and that's as far as it'll go. He doesn't, he doesn't waver, and he's old school, and he's ignorant, and that's the way it's going to be. And I like to do him as a character. I feel like I thought for a while there he was. I put him in late license for a bit, and I thought he kind of didn't work in it. So I was, was kind of bummed about it and thought, Nah, fuck that, I'm not doing this character anymore. And then I thought, you know what? I like doing it, so I'm going to do it. And then this week, I put a new character out. Um, Nate, the wrestling vlogger, just as point this character, he's a a guy. Obviously, my physical appearance, um, like a guy in his thirties, who is so into wrestling that he actually believes it's literally real. Like he believes that's legit, and he vlogs about it, which. 
if you're anywhere over the age of 12 and you vlog about wrestling, hmm, something not quite right about you. Yeah, it's fine to like it, but to actually put it out there that you, you're vlogging about it, very weird. So check that out on my Facebook page. Um, at the minute, while I'm plugging stuff, whoa, I'll say, guys, if you haven't already, please rate and review this weird podcast on iTunes and please subscribe on SoundCloud. And even if you could just tell one friend or retweet the link to the podcast or do something to try and get it moving a bit, you know, get it spreading out there, get people listening to the weird podcast, find out shit that's weird. It'd be great. I would really appreciate it. Um, if you rate and review the podcast, it helps for getting things out and about. It'll give me a bit more impetus, big word for the day, to keep the podcast going, not kick it in. Like, I've been doing this every week now for the past 16 weeks. Even on times it's been hard to do because I just feel it's important to be consistent. And anything you do, be consistent, whether it's shit or not, get it out so people are become acclimatized or accustomed to the idea that there's going to be a weird podcast out on Saturday. And then that's it. You know, if you're going to just do a podcast willy-nilly and put it out when it suits you, I don't think that looks very good. So um, the more people that listen to it, the, the better it'll become, the more features they can get on. And speaking of features, there's no Champions League of Weird this week because I don't know where it's gone. I had it all. I've I've got like a, a Bible of the Champions League of Weird with all the fixtures and shit and all the scorecards, like a nerd. But um, because we're <clears throat> looking at new houses and putting our own house up for sale, that bit of paper was just used to write useful numbers on, viewing times when we're going to do things, vice versa. So I don't know where that is. If it's up in the ether, I'll just predict. I'll just do one last Champions League weird and tell you who'll win it. I'll just pull, put all the names in a hat, pull out a winner. But hopefully, for the sake of integrity, I'll find it and bring it back to you guys because I know ninety-five percent of the listeners tune into the Weird Podcast just to see how the Champions League of Weird is going. And sadly, this week there ain't, there ain't going to be one. So just talk there for five minutes about consistency and then not be consistent. That's what we get in the weird podcast. Because I'm a motherfucker and I say, don't like, baby. I'm so unpredictable. I'm like, I'm free radical in a world full of convicted, imprisoned radicals. Yeah. Don't know what a free radical is. Did single word science. Thought I saved it. I didn't. Yeah, single word science, that's right. Biology, chemistry, physics, all in one. It's like perfect washing powder, except for making people dense at science. Hmm. That's what we do, baby. See, I know Champions League of Weird, normally that breaks up the segments a wee bit, and I'm like, hey, hey guys, no, it's time for the Champions League of Weird. But there ain't no weird Champions League this week. So... <clears throat> I'll tell you what else I've been up to. I know a lot of people have been giving me tips here um, about what to watch on Netflix, what to check out. Uh, after I finish Breaking Bad, I'm a, I'm a morning feed routine. When I get up with the baby and feed her early morning, I watch a bit of Breaking Bad. And after that, I'm going to watch Dark, as uh, recommended by not a friend of the show, saying Boytown, but weirdo, Rick Miller. So I'll get that checked out. Uh, when I'm done, but in terms of what I'm watching with uh, 
with the GF at the minute. We've started watching The Sinner with Jessica Beals. Um show that she's in produces and it's it's definitely weird. It's definitely something worth talking about in the podcast. Essentially what happens, first episode, not gonna give you spoilers because I'm not sly. Um but he basically um Starts off Jessica Beal and her family, blah blah blah, end up at the beach. She's killed some dude for no uh no reason. And then as it goes on you explain it gets explained what the reasons are, um, why it happened and essentially it's all unfolding as time goes by. So it, it's weird, it's exciting, it's enjoyable. I'm watching that. Um still on breaking bad and for more light hearted viewing what I've I've found is on and I enjoy is Jerry Seinfeld's show Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee which here comes a major spoiler alert essentially involves Jerry Seinfeld meeting up with a comedian in a car and then going with said comedian in car to get coffee literally that's it um, on that side of it, and it's great. It's simple, but it's great. I haven't got through them all yet, but some of the the episodes of note that I enjoyed were Ricky Gervais. I thought he was really great on it, and Jim Carrey. They were the two my two favorite ones that I've seen so far. Um, I like Jerry Seinfeld. He's a he is essentially what any comedian in the world would like to be. He's just so rich, he can do whatever he wants in terms of entertainment, like he can write whatever he wants, people pick it up, he can say, look, I want to do this um, film, and they're like, sweet Jerry, we'll, we'll make it for you, I want to do this show, alright, what is it, it's basically where I go and just collect a mate of mine for a coffee and chat about it, um, will people watch that, oh, I'll get them in a sweet vintage motor, okay Jerry, we'll make it, you know, that's the essential dream, where you have an idea that you want to make, and People will bloody well pay you to make it. That's the dream. And I was quite lucky to see Jerry Seinfeld do stand-up in the flesh. In real life, I, I've seen a lot of great stand-ups. Like, I've seen, obviously, a lot of the, like, UK and Irish stand-ups. Because it's kind of the circuit we're on, isn't it? But I've also seen some big hitters. American comedians have been over to LA a few times and been to the comedy store every time I'm there and I absolutely love it. I've seen guys like Joe Rogan, Bobby Lee, Adam Ray, Chris D'Elia, Louis C.K., other acts like that, great quality acts. But this particular time, uh, last March when I was in New York, I went to the Gotham Comedy Club and was going to watch Adam Ray who I'm a fan of, doing his R show, basically. And he had, he was there, he had an opener, had this other guy there that was playing music and whatnot. And then the MC after the opener was like, this is one of the best comedy clubs in the world. And because it's so good, we just get people dropping in to do sets whenever they feel like it. And tonight we've got, got someone dropping in. And I got a bit excited, like a child, like, oh, who could it be? He was ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Seinfeld. At that moment, 
I shot myself figuratively with excitement. I thought, ooh, it came on. And my girlfriend like looked at me and was like, who even is that guy? And I was like, you ignorant f- fuck. Seinfeld of you know, the Seinfeld show and she was like never heard of it and it was like looking at me like why am I excited so I had to explain to her like she's a nurse so I had to explain to her look seeing Jerry Seinfeld come and do a set on this night is like you being in work and then all of a sudden on your ward Florence Nightingale should appear you know it's like I know she's dead, but if Florence Nightingale appeared, you would be popping. You would pop for Florence Nightingale. Like you'd be, you would be just going, "Oh shit, Florence Nightingale, baby!" And that's what I was like with Jerry Seinfeld. Except I didn't shout, "Oh shit, baby, it's Jerry Seinfeld!" Mm. I just went, "Ooh, ooh, like ooh, like a granny would make the noise a granny would make if you whipped out a Battenberg." Ooh, didn't know we were having a Battenberg. Thought we we're just sticking to the fruit loaf. Mm. Very excited, and he did like 45 minutes, which for a lot of people who maybe just went to see that gig were like, can we go fucking home? But for me, I was like, what's amazing? And afterwards, he did a Q&A, and I asked him a question, which was, do you write stand-up every day, or do you just write when you have an idea? And he was basically said, no, you write all the time. Eventually, something will come. If you write every day, you'll get stuff out of it. So I took that on board. In hindsight, I should have asked him, can I do five minutes here, if you don't mind, so you can possibly give me a quote for posters and stuff, because that would look great, but it didn't, because I'm a fucking stupid bollocks, but hey, such is life, baby, right, I said this is going to be a short one, because I'm hungover, and I'm going to stick to my word, because the shorter it is, the harder they fall, isn't it, mm-hmm, correct, so I'll go on to my questions now. For a start, first question and also first shout out of the day to Chris Barr. He got in early, even before I put the call for questions out. Um, he said, Hey Dave, getting the question in early today because I'm flying to Iceland soon, so might miss the calling for questions. Anyway, check this out. First of all, great dedication, Chris. I appreciate that. And I'd be keen to find out what you're getting up to in Iceland. Is it a holiday? Is it some sort of business trip or are you just going there to find yourself like let me know what's going on in Iceland I'd be keen to know how that goes to place I'd like to visit um story he sent me is entitled the man who suffers 100 orgasms a day for the past two years oh wow it's an interest an interesting turn of events Dale Decker that's a great name for a guy who orgasms a lot sounds like a porn star um for the last two years, Del- Dale Decker has suffered 100 orgasms a day but not enjoyed one. The 37-year-old is a m- the first man to speak out about suffering persistent genital arousal syndrome. Yeah, percent- probably above the age of 15. Um, he developed the condition in September 2012 after slipping a disc in his back while getting out of a chair. What a weak dude, if that's how you... Anyway, while he's on route to hospital, he suffered five orgasms. Since that moment, he's been plagued by the condition which he describes as disgusting and horrendous. According to medical literature, trauma to the pelvic nerves can trigger hypersensitivity. And then there's like this footage of this dude just like dropping to his knees and and coming. <laughs> it's like a really sad version of Schwarzenegger. Do you know? I'm 
having sex with a woman and coming. Can you believe how much I'm in heaven? And to be fair, I felt kind of sorry for him because it looked like it would suck constantly having that um, condition, constantly orgasming. I'm sure it's awkward, it's embarrassing, it's probably sore after a while. And I felt bad for him until I realised he had his knuckles tattooed and says, live free. <laughs> how ironic. How can you live free when you're just jizzing flat out, whether you want to or not? He should go and Britain's Got Talent and just come like six times. Simon Kyle put him through. Louis Walsh definitely put him through. If Louis Walsh is on Britain's Got Talent. But, um, but no, Chris's question is, but has there ever been an awkward situation you've been pissing yourself about when you really shouldn't have been? Yeah, I find that's always the case, isn't it? You always laugh at places you shouldn't laugh. Like, I remember I was at a funeral not that long ago, and... I just found the woman beside me, her hymn singing voice was so funny. Like, I couldn't not giggle. Like, I'm trying to sing, like, um, the song. How great the word. How great. She's like, how great the word. And I'm going, haha, you sound hilarious. And obviously, I'm emotional, but also trying not to laugh at that. Which was, to be fair, I think a callback to my, my younger days. Because when I went to church, I didn't know how to sing. So I just copied my granny or something like that. So whenever I was at church up until like the age of 12, I was singing high-pitched falsetto hymns. Oh, shine, Jesus, shine. <laughs> like a weirdo. Like if I ever went to sing in church again, I'd probably still hit the falsetto. Like the darkness. Ooh, ooh, Jesus. Jesus Christ in heaven above. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a hymn, but hey, it could be. Maybe that's the next thing I can do. If it doesn't, uh, if the old comedy doesn't work out, eh, and start writing um, hymns for the G.O.D., the notorious one himself. Whoa. Anyway, next. Oh, in fact, just while I'm on, on Instagram here, I got a message there during the week from Jake Smith. And... I must just say to to him now, thank you very much for the message. Um, he just want he just sent thanks for enjoying the podcasts. Basically, he enjoys Boytown and enjoys the weird podcast. So, um, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day, Jake, to to say you enjoy the podcast. It means a lot because I mean, at the end of the day, we've no sponsors for the podcasts yet, so there's no monetary gain on it. We just kind of do it um, for the fun of it, and hopefully. People are enjoying it. I know Boytown has a, a big following and it's been been great so far. And I know there's a couple of things in the horizon that I can't really tell you about yet. But yeah, it'll involve sponsorship and that'll improve Boytown. But in terms of the weird podcast, it started off as just something that I thought I would do um, just to look at weird stuff. But over time, it's kind of just become my own podcast, really. You know, it's just about anything. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes it's not. I like the weird segments. But hey, I'll just talk about day-to-day life. And if people enjoy that, I appreciate it. So thanks for taking the time out. That makes it it all worth it, really, when you know people are, are out there and enjoying it. So um, let me see. Oh, wow. Car absolutely flying by there. Um this is the fun bit whenever I have dead air, just casually wasting time here. Stu, Papa and I sent me a story. Um, I'm not going to read the full story, but I'm just going to look at the headline here. because It's great. Man overdoses on Viagra in airports, trips naked and hurls his own poo at everyone. 
Wow, that is weird. What? What? The, I didn't know Viagra did that. I just thought you got a more firm erection. I didn't think if you took too much Viagra, you would throw your own shade at people. Maybe that's how it feels. Maybe he got the condition like that dude with live free on his on his knuckles. He's coming all the time, and whenever you come all the time, you go slightly delirious and throw your shit at people. But that guy's going to regret that. Some dude essentially just um, was in Phuket Airport. Yeah, so it's probably more than Viagra in the system, I'd imagine, in Thailand. Just basically had to be subdued by six security guards. What is it about these dudes who like take drugs and then become super strong? Like, I remember reading the story about some dude who ended up, and they always stripped naked. Like, he took something like bath salts or something, stripped naked, ran on down the street in, in New York somewhere and ate somebody's face and then had to be subdued by, like, ten people because he's superhuman strength, flipping cars and shit. Like, that guy's taking more than Viagra for sure. He's taking bath salts or crystal meth or something, and he's just, his body's too hot, had to strip naked, and then he's just running around with a big boner throwing shit at people. Which, um... Good news is he's been sent to hospital for medical checks and routine psychiatric assessment, which is fair enough because that kind of behaviour is the sort that you would imagine would would encourage a psychiatric evaluation. Julie Hewitt has asked me, have I ever used a weird food item to save my life? Whoa, weird question. Um, and there's a story attached to that, so it's not just... A random weird question, and the title or the headline of story is "Butcher smashes way out of freezer using black pudding." All right, essentially here, uh, Devon Butcher smashed his way out of a locked freezer with a solid black pudding after the wind blew the door shut when he went in. That's smart thinking, because that would be an awful way to go, frozen to death. Shit, but to use a frozen black pudding to get out, I but I think I just use my strength, to just par through the door, but otherwise, just batter it with a black pudding um, and upon reading this story I like the description of a black pudding they just call it the blood sausage which um, the butcher used his blood sausage to get out of the freezer oddly a blood sausage wouldn't automatically make me think of black pudding it would more or less make me think of an embarrassing sexual situation if you had a blood sausage if you know what I mean had a blood sausage myself and I got a paper cut. Yeah. But that's another story for another day. Don't want to get into that now. It's too late at night and the memories would cause me to go into shock. But a blood sausage? Hmm, so gross. Um, Darren Matthews has asked me, Dave, how do you manage working full-time, being a comedian and being a dad? I'm a time lord. I'm like Doctor Who. But the Northern Irish equivalent of Doctor Who, like Doctor Doctor Wa, are you? <coughs> you Doctor Who? Nah, mate, I'm Doctor Wa. <laughs> That's me, Doctor Wa. Yeah, just I'm, I'm a time lord. I can manipulate time, and I also sleep like three hours a night. So that's how I manage it all. Um, and to be honest with you, I've only been being a dad and a comedian of late, which I'm not even doing stand up for now because I'm taking time off the right stuff. So. All I'm doing is basically just being a dad that doesn't sleep and write stuff. And then having tried work, I have to go back there in a couple of weeks. And when I go back, Lord knows if I'll cope. Who knows? But I'm excited about it. <coughs> and I love being busy. It'd be worse if I wasn't busy. It'd be worse if I had no ideas. It'd be worse if I didn't 
have anything to talk about. You know, like I've sat here now for 40 minutes doing a short podcast, have no real segments, just talk shit and I've got there. So, you know, what's nice is like, this is like therapy, isn't it? Such a generic, embarrassing thing to say. You know, doing a podcast is actually like therapy for me because it means I can get things off my chest. Um, But it also means you're putting it out there for people to listen to and possibly take to a doctor to get you committed to a mental institution. So... It's up and it's down, eh? <laughs> like a bipolar person? Ah, never off, eh? If you're a bipolar and a fan of bats, sauce, you know, I'm only joking. It's fucking lighting up. It's a comedy podcast, you bell end. hate that when people get offended by stuff. <sighs> you know, if it's a joke, if it's a decent, like, it's, it's you know, it's a joke and it's about, uh, you know, don't be offended. If the, you know, it's too much of that going on. People are offended by everything. I drove past Jay's Barbers in East Belfast today and I had the picture of Kim Jong-un outside it and it said something like you wouldn't want to look like this and people have complained about it and how dare you offend Kim Jong-un of all the people in the world you should be allowed to offend it's Kim Jong-un because he's a psycho murdering lunatic you know and they shouldn't be fighting if you fight the corner Kim Jong-un you should be sectioned yourself definitely and on a, on a note actually about uh, talking about jokes and what's funny and what's not um, Barry McElduff's uh, Kingsmill video was horrendous it wasn't funny in any way and he clearly knew what he was at he's just i don't know what the fuck he was thinking stupid and that's the problem with this country at the minute is our politicians are just underneath it all bigoted and don't like the other side and that's what we need to get past guys you know what i mean we've been under a government now in this country for over a year and it's because the two main parties are both as bad as each other in roundabout ways, and yet for some reason people keep voting them in. Why not vote the other parties like Civil Alliance or SDLP, UUP? They would actually go do a job, make things work. You know, the DUP are too concerned with stopping gay people getting married and making sure we keep our links to Britain. Whereas all Sinn Fein want at the end of the day is a United Ireland. They don't give a shit about it here, the here and now, not at all. That's their end game. They want to see the the abolition, the abolition. Yeah, whatever. They want to see Northern Ireland abolished and they want it to be United Ireland, that's that. Whereas the fact of the matter is, there's a current country that exists now where there's people in it who need access to healthcare, need access to education, need better housing. But the friggin' idiots up in the government aren't supplying that. You know, people living day-to-day lives here are suffering. So get together, stop worrying about silly things. Like an like a language act and saying it's all about respect and integrity when there's people waiting in hospital beds. Do you know there, there's no there's going to be no one able to speak a language if they're not alive to do it. So by all means, let people be open to learn and do whatever they want. But at the same time, priorities need to change. You know, walking down the road, being allowed to parade. Who gives a fuck? Do you know you'd rather be able to send your kid to a good school for some education. And then when you have your politicians out mocking atrocities and murder and eulogising people and defending terrorists on both sides, it's fucking stupid. Knock on the head, guys. Get the work and make it count for us living here. Do you know? I don't want us to go to ho- the doctors and be stuck there for three hours to go. I don't want to go to the hospital and sit in an for four hours if I drink four glasses of wine and slip, fall over and herniate a disc and end up coming flat out for the rest of my life. 
you know didn't mean to get ranty there sorry if you disagree with those opinions just the way it is sorry if i haven't shown any integrity intelligence intellectuality and respect or whatever the fuck they're looking to do and the moral is don't vote dp and Sinn Féin. that's it vote somebody else yeah get a government working and let's look out for each other anyway on a side note subscribe to all my channels dave elliott comedy on instagram facebook especially facebook's i'm putting a video out every week subscribe on soundcloud to this subscribe on itunes rate and review and i'll read out any reviews that we get any new ones haven't had ones in a couple of weeks sly makes a podcast worse and yeah just basically be a good person and i will see you again next week um i'm just getting literally so close to having 45 minutes in the dot for this podcast so i'm going to stop it right about now goodbye